Hello and welcome to this week's show. <laughs> I'm already starting to laugh. Um, <clears throat> sense of humour. Sense of humour. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. <clears throat> What's gone on in the world where sense of humour seems to have disappeared? Really seems to have disappeared. And uh, it, it stems from when I put posts on social media. <clears throat> and maybe you guys do it too. And you put a tongue-in-cheek post, uh, regardless of what it is, whether it's a, a battle of the sexes, where you're taking the, the, the mickey out of the opposite sex. <clears throat> you know, battle of, sex, battle of sexes posts. I think they're hilarious. Um, Humour should be about anything, really, shouldn't it? It's... Isn't it the intent behind the humour, the joke? If you say something nastily to people uh, with malice, then that's not necessarily a joke, is it? There's no humour there. But if you say something and uh, people get offended, get triggered by it, <clears throat> even if it is in, in jest, in humour, <clears throat> excuse me, are you at fault? Or is it the recipient of your your joke, your humour, your wit, is it on them? And the <laughs> oh, I'm going to get in trouble doing this, aren't I? <clears throat> the reason being is I'm just trying to look for the post I put on the other day, and what it was, it was a meme, like a cartoon meme, looked like I don't know a Disney princess or something like that, with uh, an oxygen mask over like this, like lying in the bed, and um, <clears throat> it said uh something like you know this is what happens uh to a woman who apologizes and admits she's wrong <laughs> she ends up in hospital and it, uh, i posted it a long long time ago and i'm just scrolling through and i thought <clears throat> oh, i'm just going to post that just to see the reaction and luckily most people got it most people got it and the, the ironic thing was even in uh, in the written text that I put in, it was like uh, you've got more chance of winning a lottery than a, a, a woman apologising. And it's all tongue in cheek. It really is. And uh, and underneath, I put, ooh, and a couple of laughing faces, laughing emojis. And underneath that, I put three um, fishing emojis. You know, it's, it's fishing, reeling in, reeling people in. <clears throat> so I thought I'll put that there so people at least know it's a joke and most people did but you get the odd odd person or the odd woman I should say because it was women uh, commenting that really didn't like it you know and it's not having a snipe at women it's a joke it's a freaking joke if when when um, women put jokes on about men I think it's hilarious I really do and is it because some people are, are, are taking themselves too seriously? Are they taking themselves too seriously? Do you take yourselves too seriously? <clears throat> I suppose it depends on your life experiences, where you are in your life at this moment in time. You know, you might be grieving, you might be sick, you might be whatever. So you might not find particular jokes funny or... As uh, as one woman said, you know, she was in an abusive relationship. And so now she feels she has to apologise all the time uh, from the trauma. 
And and I had to point out, look, it's, it's a joke. It's a joke. I'm not, I'm not having to go at women. It's a joke, you know. And uh, and once I pointed out it was a joke, you know, one woman went, "My bad, sorry." So there you go. So by her apologising, throws the whole meme out the window, doesn't it? Really, because she apologised. I know that's rare. <laughs> All the women turning off now, but um. I, I, my personal view is I find humour helps with really difficult situations if you're having a difficult life going through traumatic times yeah obviously you've, you've got to be careful when you use humour in certain times because it could push certain people over the edge but I remember this I've always been known as a joker I piss about all the time even from a kid in primary school, always getting in trouble for joking. Secondary school, I'd take fart spraying and spray it in the, uh, in, when we was in the library and their reading lessons. <laughs> one, of my, one of my female friends, she went, oh, poor Miss Grant spray some fart spray. Went, Thanks for grasping me up. <clears throat> stink bombs, you know, your typical, typical boy that would do that, that sort of thing, you know. Um, so I wasn't the nasty ones that would get the stink bombs, little glass bottles, crack them open and put them in the girl's hair. No, I didn't do that. I know plenty of guys that did. So, you know, sometimes people's humour is a bit too much, maybe. And uh, have any of you been to see a comedian? Have you been to like a, a club, a comedy club, comedy store, something like that? It's freaking hilarious. It really is hilarious, you know. And in those comedy clubs, and I highly advise if you haven't been to one, I'd highly advise just go. Even if you go on your own, just go there, you know. And it's uh, how, how far <clears throat> does a joke have to go before it come becomes offensive? Again, it depends on the recipient. And I, I remember a few times. Um, you know, I was, I was at one one comedy show and he got the hecklers at the back and a, a very good comedian will, will be able to handle the hecklers. And one guy's really giving him a hard time. And this guy went, oh, mate, can you climb? He went, yeah, of course I can. He said, oh, I thought you could. You know, you must have climbed out the abortion bucket. <laughs> yes. Now, everyone laughed their head off. But I can understand if... Uh, a woman was in the audience at that time and she just had an abortion that day or that week or, you know, recently, that could touch a nerve. But it's not, the comedian isn't um, going out of his way or her way to have a go at that woman who's had an abortion that he doesn't even know about. You see? You see where I'm going with this? <clears throat> and I remember, what was it? Um... I was chatting to a, a couple of comedians after a show one night, and it's really funny because once they finish their act, a lot of them are very dry, very like, you know, they don't, don't want to talk or anything. And one of them said, again, along the lines of, how far do you push humour? And uh, he said, well, he was at a gig, and this guy went to a, a woman in the audience, went, all right, babe. I said, what do you call me babe for? He went, well, you've seen the film, haven't you? <laughs> if you haven't seen the film, I think it's a kid's film called Babe. 
it's about a pig. And baby's the name of the pig. So it's, you know, insinuating that the, the woman was a pig. And she really got unpaid. She kicked off. <clears throat> but again, a lot of people would laugh at that. But if someone's been harassed by their partner or, or, or whatever, previous boyfriends, calling her ugly, calling her a fat pig or whatever, then it could trigger something off, couldn't it? Is it, you know, then then do not enjoy humour for the rest of your life because you may be triggered by humour. But you've got different types of humour, haven't you? You've got dry humour, you've got quick-witted humour, one-liners, you have your long jokes, you've got uh, your sarcasm. I love sarcasm and quick wit, I really do. <clears throat> Even though people say sarcasm is the lowest form of wit, but it's normally said by those that aren't funny. You know, and they can't get it because it, it's quite a, I suppose it's quite a fast brain that needs to think boom, like this quick witted, sarcastic comments. And, uh, <laughs> and, and here in the UK, <clears throat> you know, we started off with like uh, the Ealing comedies. You know, obviously we had stuff before that. You had, you know, the old Lauren, Lauren Hardy, which are my favourites. I love Lauren Hardy all day long. Anytime it's on, I watch it. I've got the whole set. Love it. I used to have the soundtrack to it, like a cassette. I used to put it on, listen to it. I just love it. And we had the Ealing comedies in the UK. And our black and white films uh, made at the Ealing Studios. Lighthearted, you know, the Lavender Hill mob. Um, well, they'll come to me a bit later. And then after that, you had the Carry On films. They're Virtually everyone in the UK will know the carry-on films from the 50s, 60s and 70s. And they are tongue-in-cheek, innuendos, right in your face. <laughs> and uh, I, even if you haven't seen, well, I suppose it depends on your humour, but um, some people call it very childish. And yes, some of the humour is sexist. Uh, it's of the times, you know. There's no swear words in them at all. There's no serious offence but um, a lot of it is is men leering at women. Like it's what we call the saucy postcard humour, seaside postcard humour. Do you guys have that in the states? Do you have postcards that are, that are saucy, They're like cartoon uh, things with innuendos on them? Again, you don't see them that often here now in the UK. People get offended. They get really offended. And um, but you, you watch those films. Uh, especially if you know you're from from UK, I'd I'd be very surprised if you didn't laugh. I'd be very very surprised. But also, I watched um, many years ago. There was this kind of a a reality show for comedians, and most of them were young. I'd say in their twenties, not twenties, maybe thirties at a push, but I think twenties. And one older guy, I'd say, was in his maybe 60s. <clears throat> now, the the young comedians seem to be like lefties. And the whole audience seemed to be full of young people that were lefties. So they, you know, they enjoyed the, their, their kind of humour. It wasn't my kind of humour. I mean, I enjoy all sorts of humour, but I, I don't really... I don't know. You know, you know where some jokes are forced. They're like no, 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 trying to force a laugh, but or it's it's fake humour. Does that make any sense? Fake humour. 
it's really forced. This older guy, on the other hand, <clears throat> he was telling lots of racist, sexist, homophobic jokes, right? Oh, my God, he was booed, he was this and the other. And he was actually um, a real comedian that had been on the circuit for many, many years, but obviously worked dwindled because once we're coming out of the 80s into the 90s, they got rid of the old school humour. Anyway, he, he couldn't understand. He said, oh, I've, I've booked out um, halls all over the country. I've, I've been very successful with my comedy. I, I can't understand it. And what it was, it was like, because it was with the young generation who, where they've been told uh, over and over, drilled into their heads, you know, you can't be sexist, you can't be homophobic, you can't be racist. I'm not saying you, you should be those things, but how do you how do you feel about it in the context of humour? How can you feel about the context of humour? Anyway, so what happened was they then advised him and said, "Look, your act is uh, outdated. It's not for the modern times. But how about this? If you portray a drunken elderly." bigger racist homophobic sexist bigger you play that act as a drunk man see how that goes and that's what he did so he used exactly the same material but just come on stage a bit drunk and a bit like this and like that and then at the end went bang very back to that and it was normal that was his act and then everyone was cheering because he was acting the bigger so therefore people are going, ah, oh, the big, yeah, bigots are this, bigots are that, and they're laughing at them. <clears throat> but that's how it was anyway. That's exactly how it was anyway. <clears throat> oh, excuse me a minute. All these old school comedians like Jim Davidson, Bernard Manning, <clears throat> Billy Connolly, uh, Richard Pryor from the States, um, Bill Hicks, George Carlin, all these old school, Bob Monkhouse, Bob Monkhouse. Oh, yeah. There's not many people who could beat Bob Monkhouse um, when he was doing his... He, he used to stand up and say, just give me give me a theme, give me a theme. And someone would shout out something and he'd go, okay. And he could just make a joke out of it. He, he was phenomenal. Um, Les Dawson, he, you know, doing all the mother-in-law jokes, you know. And uh, I, I, I've been... To old school comedy clubs where you've got all races in there, all all different kinds, white guys, black guys, Asian guys, you know, with turbans and whatever. <clears throat> and the comedian took the piss out of all everyone, all of us. Everyone was laughing their heads off. No one got away with it. Uh, I mean, without uh, being taken the piss out of. No one. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny. And it, this is it again. I remember many years ago when I was doing my um, <clears throat> plumbing uh, qualifications many, many years ago. And uh, on one day on a training course, on a practical, I was very good friends, uh, got on very well uh, of a, a black guy on there who's exactly the same as me, but a black guy. So we had the same sort of sense of humour. We laughed at the same things. We really got on, quick-witted, blah, blah, blah. So we, got, we hit it off, really hit it off. Anyway, and and on there, people would be bantering. No matter what race, we'd all be bantering. And because uh, I'm from Italian descent, this guy Paul, 
he went um right at the other end of this uh, workshop he went oh dol mio if you don't know it's an italian tomato sauce company he said oh dol mio <laughs> and i went oh you racist how dare you say that you racist no one blinked an eye no one just carried on but that's a bit of banter anyway he put on a white hard hat and i went oh guinness <laughs> for a pint of guinness you know that the black bottom and the, the white top oh my god you should have heard a pin drop everyone down tools went oh my god you can't say that he's round, he's around the corner wetted himself laughing he's laughing his head off going ah <laughs> he was laughing you know and, and this is it because we knew each other we got on that was our banter you know and at, at the time there was uh oh, before smartphones obviously uh, we've had like phones um and they'd have these ringtones and one of it was an asian one you know like the, the <laughs> saying something talking <laughs> and um oh look i'm laughing i'm gonna get in so much trouble for this <clears throat> and uh someone would play it while <laughs> while we're sitting you know in the in the theory and whatever and an asian voice would come up speaking and someone would say oi ali to one of the asian guys in the class oi ali it's your dad on the phone <laughs> you know even the um the tutors, I think one, one guy's called Ishmael or something like that. And the tutor called him email. Oi, email, come here. And this is it. But we all joked and laughed together. And this is, you know, if you're a tradesperson, tradesman, tradeswoman, whatever, you will realise pretty quickly that tradesmen don't really care about your feelings. It's your banter is there. If there's anything to be taken a piss out of, bang, they'll go for it. They really will go for it. And sometimes <clears throat> it can be relentless. It can be all day long taking the piss out of you, taking the mickey out of you all day long, you know, until they kind of get used to you and then you join in. If you don't have a sense of humour, you won't fit in <clears throat> or you'll become an electrician. <laughs> you'll become a cable puller. Because <laughs> as we know in the trades, electricians don't have a sense of humour. <laughs> See if any electricians watch this. <laughs> and then they'll agree. <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah, so from the 80s, where, where they kind of killed what I'd call the real sense of humour. I mean, again, walking on eggshells here. In the UK, you had people like Benny Hill, Kenny Everett. Kenny Everett was a gay guy, and he was very, you know, flaunty, very vivacious character he was hilarious absolutely hilarious and he really pushed the boundaries all the time always always surrounded by sexy women same as benny hill yeah he was a middle-aged man but um he was always uh, surrounded by what we'd call uh, hill's angels there's all sorts of humor you know and people always know well the uk people know the uh, closing theme tune of the benny hill show it, everyone knows it and it would be, um, you know, like there's always like a small bald man and he'd always tap his head, but it'd be like his head. And then he'd do something and then this little bald bloke would get the arm and go and chase Benny Hill or something. 
uh, with an umbrella and he'd be chasing and it, there'd be a line of people chasing him and it'd be like uh, fast forward <laughs> it was hilarious it was hilarious you know people say oh you're a dinosaur you can't have that sense of humor anymore but the thing is back then you could laugh at anything you know dad jokes you know my kids take the mickey out of me all the time i tell a joke and i go oh dad jokes so whoa, i love dad jokes and then they buy me a dad joke book for christmas say come on dad you need to brush up on your jokes <laughs> and uh, obviously i can't tell them any rude ones and uh, but this is it so they, they phased it out i think i don't know is it mid 80s mid to late 80s they kind of phased that kind of comedy out and bought in the new comedy where everyone was swearing, effing and blinding this and the other. And people like Benny Hill, unfortunately, uh, they found it really hard to take. Really hard to take. So hold on, I've earned my living all my life, all these years from the theatre, all the way through films, TV, on stage, <clears throat> to be told, uh, and to be dropped, just like that, to be dropped. You know, and uh, it is quite sad. You had like Malcolm and Wise. You know, Malcolm and Wise were brilliant. You had uh, one who was dry, and the other one, uh, Eric Malcolm. Hilarious! <laughs> he's so funny. Really, really funny. Malcolm and Wise, and they used to have the Christmas shows. So Christmas was all about comedy. You know, all about comedy, making you laugh, belly laughs, real belly laughs. You're aching. Where's that gone? Or is it still around? You tell me. Is it still around? When was the last time you had a real belly laugh? A real big belly laugh? You know? Slapstick humour. Love it. You know? <laughs> My kids. I say, oh, Lauren Hardy's on. Oh, they groan because it's black and white. Charlie Chaplin, you know, Buster Keaton. The old, old stuff from the 20s, 30s. Because <clears throat> that's what we used to watch in the 70s as kids. In the holidays, that's what they'd put on. So we'd be watching black and white uh, movies, uh, TV programs as kids. Do you think about it in the 70s, going back to what, 1920s, 30s, that's, you know, 50 years, 40, 50 years prior, and we're still watching it then. So I suppose as kids, we're growing up with the same humour as our parents and grandparents. So you kind of laugh together, you know? <clears throat> I don't know. And then like, there's um, there's a programme called Roasting. I think it's hosted by Russell Brand. And it's comedians and it's called Roasting. And, and they have to roast each other. And there's one guy on there um, um, with his hand all twisted. I can't remember his name. I think he's... Is it, would it be a thalidomide? Because that's the kind of thing. Or whatever it is, anyway. And the comedians roast him about his hand. They take the mickey out of his hand and he's laughing his head off. Yeah, you could do that to someone else in that position and they'd get highly offended. I remember years and years ago, this would have been about, I don't know, 89, 90, and a guy start work with us and he had uh, like thalidomide. If people don't know what thalidomide is, I think it's a birth uh, drug, birth pill, uh, given to to women mostly in the 60s and um, it would cause birth defects but you guys must probably know this 
you know, like a, a twisted hand and a, a limp, you know, that, that would be the, the common cause. And I remember this guy, he had all of that. And he'd come to work with us. <clears throat> and we was working in London at the time. And uh, he was late. He was late. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I find it so funny. It's just the, the image I find so funny. Even now, that's... I can't remember how long ago that is. Was that over 30 years ago? And um, oh, so, <laughs> I'm going to wet myself laughing a minute. I do apologise. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to keep a straight face. He was late in and he was told off. And the boss, and this was in the Royal Family Solicitors, believe it or not, Royal Family Solicitors in Holborn. And he came in with his limp. And the boss going, where are you? I think it used to be the army. So it's like, where are you? You're late, this and the other. He went, well, he goes, it wasn't really my fault. I was on the bus. And he had his hand on the on the pole, uh, standing up on the bus. And he said, I went, I, I pressed the bell to get off. And he goes, I went to get off, but my hand locked on the pole. <laughs> Sorry, going to hell for this one. <laughs> and... He, he couldn't unlock his head. So he got stuck on the bus and he had to go the whole journey to the end of the route because he couldn't. Leave. Oh, sorry. I do apologise. If you're watching this, you, you know. Oh. Uh, just the way he said it, you know. And he was laughing as well. And he called himself a raspberry. And if you don't know what raspberry is, it's Cockney rhyming slang for cripple. Raspberry Ripple, Cripple. He goes, oh, he goes, that's the uh, the cons of being a, a raspberry. <laughs> oh, dear me. Let's see. But um, again, again, sometimes people get offended on behalf of others. Even though he said it and a load of us are laughing our heads off, someone would get offended at us laughing at him. You know, but he, well, not laughing at him, laughing at his story because we're just imagining him on the bus trying to get off and he can't. So it has to go all the way on the route and then come all the way back again once his hands let go. Only to get told off for getting into work late. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Hmm. Oh, dear. Yes. So what are your thoughts on humour, you know? And it's like, as I said, people get offended on behalf of others. Even if the person where the humor is directed at finds it really funny. I mean, I could say some stuff, some jokes on here, some experiences. But <clears throat> again, some of you watching may get highly offended. May get highly offended. I've laughed at things that other people have said about themselves. And I've been reported for laughing. And also the boss said, look, you're not, you know, it's all right if they tell the jokes about themselves, but you can't laugh at that. It's like, why? I don't, I don't understand that. Why? I'm not meaning any malice by it. They're not meaning any malice by it because they're joking about themselves. I wish I could tell you, but I, I know some would get offended. I know they would. <clears throat> and they did. They did get offended. Other people walking along. So he's doing door-to-door -door sales then, I think. And, uh, yeah. I just wet myself. I wet myself, I did. And someone got offended that I was laughing my head off with him. 
And it's like, oh, gee whiz, you know. But, you know, you can't help, I, I don't think you can help it. It's in you to joke. What we need to joke, you may have had jokers in your family, people doing pranks. I mean, I taught my eldest daughter sarcasm. Now she uses it on me all the time. <laughs> sarcasm and quick wit. And now my others are, they're learning how to use their body language. Go, yeah, okay. <laughs> so they're learning their humour. And it's great. Other people around them don't get the humour. So, I mean, it's a, be a pretty sad world if there wasn't humour. You know, wasn't humour. But this is the thing. Where, where, where the humour stems from. And like the past three years, obviously it hasn't really been funny. But the government ministers, the prime ministers and the, the so-called world leaders have all been laughing and joking about people dying pretending to cry if you see that a video of matt hancock or matt wankock is what a lot of people call him you know pretending to be upset on national tv and like go like that and you see him and he's kind of actually smirking he's actually laughing smirking all these people are dying now although i love humor to me that's not humor that's that that's sick that's my my opinion you may go yeah it's funny all these people dying <clears throat> um get a job as a politician and you find it funny but do you know what i mean it's yeah what one person finds funny another doesn't uh yeah i'll tell you i i, I miss it i really really miss humor and and people telling jokes um, and I, I, again, it's the environment you're in. If you're surrounded by people that just have no humour and there's no laughing and joking, um, then you're not, not, not going to come out with jokes. I remember once, many years ago, I was at a funeral, and uh, this this woman's dad it was her dad's funeral, and we're there. And even when I go to funerals. Uh, especially family funerals, I still muck about. We still have a joke and a laugh. <clears throat> and I thought, do you know what? No, out of respect, I'm not going to make any jokes. I'm not going to do it because, you know, I respect this woman and the people in there don't know me. Her family don't know me. So don't get lynched. Anyway, do you know the really ironic thing? At the end of the funeral, when we're walking out of church, she come up to me and said, Grant, I'm really surprised you didn't crack any jokes all the way through that. And I went, well, I really wanted to, because it's all about the, the, the timing. The humour's in the timing. You get the timing right. Bang, when it, like, the, the, the priest says something, it's like, boom, I say that. <laughs> and it would make people laugh. And, she, you know, it's like, wow, you come up to me and, and said, oh, I was surprised. I thought you'd be taking a mickey and making jokes or fart noises or something, you know, like you normally do. And um, with my mouth. And uh, and that's it. It's like, oh, I, I really want it. It comes naturally. I've wanted to do it. But again, time, the place. Now, more than likely, her friends and family and other people would have been disgusted. 
if I'd have made some humour, made some jokes or, or done whatever at the time. But she kind of wanted it. She kind of wanted me to do it because it's kind of break the sadness, as it were. What do you guys think on that? Was I right to hold back or should I have carried on my normal self where the persons who, who's, uh, whose dad's funeral it was, was expecting me to do it and kind of was hoping that I would do it. <clears throat> it's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one. And uh, it's like humour. I took uh, my kids one holiday quite a few years ago to South Devon, Torquay, around that way, Paynton. I think it's Paynton that has the uh, beautiful place down there, absolutely gorgeous place, South Devon, the whole of Devon, North Devon as well. I love North Devon as well. And they've got caves. So you go in there, there's these caves. So you, you drive out in, this, in, in a hillside, all these, and then you go in this shop, and then there's a door, and you go in all these caves, you walk everywhere, stalactites, stalactites, all the works. We're in this great big area, like a crowd of us. And then he said, oh, just because there's lights in the caves, we're um, going to turn the lights out to show you how dark it is because smugglers would have used it and stuff like that. And you see how tight some of the uh, the, the tunnels were where the, the smugglers would have had to crawl through. Anyway, they turned out the lights <clears throat> and it pitch black as pitch black could be. <laughs> it's an old 70s saying, black as Newgate's knocker. <clears throat> anyway. As soon as the lights went out, standing with my kids, and it couldn't see them, even though they're right next to me, couldn't see them. As soon as the lights went out, I went, <laughs> I just couldn't help it with my mouth, my head. And then loads of people just started laughing their heads off, you know, because again, it's the timing, the lights are out, it's eerie, no one knows what to say or do. So I kind of break their silence, you know, again. <laughs> so people laughing. <laughs> and they're still laughing when they turn the lights on. Um, break the atmosphere, because if the kids are scared, you know, some adults may be scared. It's like, break the atmosphere, you know, break the atmosphere. So what do you guys think? Where, where has the humour gone? Is there, oh, and, and I've got to point this out, on one of my posts the other day, one of my pages. Um, I put up a podcast that I did about cognitive dissonance. And this is what happens. People don't watch the podcast. They just comment on the little bit that I write and put that on rather than watching a podcast and then um, commenting. Because nine times out of 10, a lot of the comments that people put, I've already addressed in a podcast. You know, again, you see people getting butt hurt already before even watching or without watching a podcast. But it's cognitive dissonance. And this guy, he said, oh, flat earthers, uh, feminists, blah, 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 all suffer from cognitive dissonance. Right. All these, you put a category of people, these all suffer from cognitive dissonance. And I looked at his profile pic and he's wearing a mask, you know. And I went, yeah. Also, mask wearers suffer from cognitive dissonance too, you know? And it's, uh, so trying to have a dig, but it's like, have some humour. Why are you having a dig at these people? It's, that's what people do, don't they? they, they their humour, some people's humour, is being nasty and um, picking on others. That's their humour. 
I don't really like that myself. Different if it's banter and it's back and front, back and front. Again, if you're on a building site, it may be one-sided all day long and you just got to take it, you know. Um, and that's it. You know, we, we need more people laughing, joking, smiling. And John Lennon said many years ago about the system, said the system do not understand love or humour. Don't understand it. They will do whatever it takes to get a reaction from you. That he said, they'll pull your beer, they'll push you, shove you, shout hateful words at you. But if you laugh at them, they can't handle it. They can't handle it because they don't have real humour. said, laugh and joke, raise the vibration. And that's what laughing does, doesn't it? It raises the vibration. You know? Me and the kids, if I get them Christmas crackers, I really look forward to it just for the little crappy jokes. And they are crap jokes. <laughs> because they're so crap, makes them funny. It's like, oh, my, who wrote these jokes? How are these getting paid for writing these jokes? You know, it's, uh, what's your best joke? You know, what do you, what do you find funny? Do you find quick witted, uh, quick wit? funny do you find sarcasm funny do you find dry humor funny or is it a whole mix you know i find dry humor okay-ish not a big fan of it but I, I can take it as it as it comes you know if someone's dry then they're dry you know some people don't like toilet humor childish humor but uh shall i tell you shall i tell you or not shall i tell you or not um yeah i will sorry let's go for it someone i knew uh, many years ago used to be in the falklands war <clears throat> and <laughs> his humor was very sick and very very sick and i suppose a lot of soldiers humor is sick to keep them sane as it were and uh he i'm gonna say it i'm gonna say it things like again war isn't a joke war isn't funny obviously lots of people get killed on both sides so it's not really funny but i suppose laughing and humor is a coping mechanism for some people in that situation okay otherwise it drive you bananas that's why a lot of soldiers get ptsd isn't it the trauma that they're seeing and unfortunately, don't, they don't get the care when they come back, <clears throat> which is a joke. Not a funny joke, but it's a joke. Anyway, this guy, he was in the Falklands and he killed an Argentinian soldier. And uh, he liked his boots, the Argentinian soldier's boots. So he tried pulling them off because he wanted them. This in the Falklands War. He wanted them, so I want them. And he couldn't get them off. So he chopped the guy's bloody leg off. He chopped the guy's leg off. So I'm not wasting time in a field in case I get shot. I'll chop his leg off, take it with me, and I'll get the boots a bit later on. <laughs> and then people around him go, what the freaking hell? And he's got a great big smile on his face while he's doing it. <clears throat> Psychotic humour. There you go. It's another humour, isn't it? Psychotic humour. And what he told me was, was that there's always, always a lot of banter between the Brits and the Yanks. When they're in their war zones always banter 
And he'd always say, oh, blind, we'd sit there. I don't know how true this is. If anyone's in the American military or British military, you, you can feel free to comment. Uh, but he said that, uh, you know, we're sitting there in, in, the, in the rough. And when the Americans turn up, they've got to have Coca-Cola trucks, all the burger trucks, all this, yeah, home from home. No matter where they are, that's what they have. Don't know. You may be able to enlighten me. But he said, when it comes to banter, he said, this is his words, not mine. He said, the Americans, they can't go the full hog. Maybe they can. Might just been his experience. I don't know. <laughs> right, you better get ready. Right, I'm going to warn you now. If you're eating right now, stop. If you're drinking right now, stop. Just listen to this. It's not, not very nice, but I just don't want to put you off your food or your, or your drink because you might spit it out, okay? So... Him and these Americans were having a banter and see who would outdo each other for dares. It's dare to do this, dare to do that. He's already chopped legs off a, a Argentinian soldier. Anyway, the Americans are doing whatever. If, oh, God, I've got to really push it now. Okay. <laughs> Can't believe I'm going to say this, but... And what he did was he pulled down his trousers, a couple of slices of bread, had a shit in a sandwich, Squashed it together and ate it. <laughs> oh, said, all the Americans threw up. <laughs> I did warn you, don't be eating. <laughs> oh, could you, I would have thrown up watching that as well. But, but it shows you, doesn't it, how far people are going to go. I think it was a bit psychotic, actually. So psychotic humour is, is something. Do you know people that have got psychotic humour? So, again, if you read something and someone's joking, you know, well, have to tell if they're joking, see where the intent lies. See where it lies, you know? Because it's not, if someone says like a, a sexist joke, racist joke, homophobic joke, it's, it's the intent, isn't it? It's the intent. If someone's being nasty on purpose, then it's not a joke. So if you feel you're getting triggered by something, ask yourself, right, is this person, do they mean to offend me? Do they mean to cause malice? Do they mean to piss people off? You know? Or is it just their humour? A lot of people can't see through the humour. They really can't. Um... <laughs> it's... Is there a universal humour? Is there a humour that, um, no matter what country you're from, that everyone would laugh at something? What would it be? What's that? Uh, oh, God, what's that? <laughs> what's that American um, comedy show? So I do find the American shows, the canned laughter, I don't find them funny at all. You know, I've... I've never got into friends or anything like that or i find it that they kind of wait for the laugh and it's like oh, come on where's where's the quick wit where's the, the faster but is it called absolute jokers something like that what's it called jokers jokers absolute joke absolute jokers or something like that in, no in oh what's it called in, in something jokers what's it called something jokers and the four guys four americans and the great thing is, so this is the funny thing. Apparently, the Brits are known for their sense of humour. 
And uh, with the Brits, obviously, there's the English, Irish, Scots, Welsh, you know, and we all have our own different humour in there. And we still take the piss out of each other as well. You know, Scots, we call the jocks, Welsh, the taffs, Irish paddies, you know. The French call the English roast beef, roast beef for roast dinners we used to have on Sundays. You know, oh, roast, roast beef, come here. <laughs> you know, it means English. You know, do we get offended? No. Um, yeah, that Jokers, that absolute Jokers, what's it called? I can't remember. Anyway, but four guys, and you can see they've known each other for many, many years, even like, you know, personally before the programme. So they're, they know each other, the banter's there, but it, it's so funny. They kind of do <clears throat> pranks, but they kind of really push the pranks, and some of them are so funny. And then at the end, whoever loses has to have a dare, which might have their head shaved off, have a tattoo done, or, or do something really silly, like one of them um, had to lie down, who's, and he's terrified of spiders, and they kind of, they've, they've tied him in, you know, and they put tarantulas on him. He's going, ah, this isn't funny. And, you know, sometimes that isn't funny, but they're laughing their heads off at him being shit scared. But the humour, the humour, I crack up, you know, I'll get my kids, you know, when we're on holiday, get them to watch it. And it's just, and they're laughing, it's, you know, it's really good for the soul, a good belly laugh, a good laugh is good for the soul. I think they tried to repeat it in the UK, not the Americans, but uh, uh, British guys, and they just didn't have the connection with each other. They didn't have it. And that's it, it's the connection. You can read one of them in this um, Joker's programme, uh, what's his name? Sal, Italian guy. And he's very uh, pedantic about hygiene, cleanliness. And they set him up. They set him up. And because they kind of like have, um, <laughs> I'm advertising the program, but if you want to watch it, you know, you, you, you'll understand it. And it's quite funny that they'll do like kind of lectures. And like a couple of them would do lectures, so it'd be two against two. And in the unwittingly audience, the people are coming expecting to listen to a lecture, and the other guys will be putting have written the slides or have done the videos, and the two there just they have to do it off the cuff. Whatever is shown, they go right. Today we're going to talk about okay, right? <laughs> so it's very close to the mark, but they did a video, and. Um, Actually went into this Sal's house. Oh, and he was going mad. He's going, What are you doing in my house? And they were sitting on a settee, and one of them sat on there naked. <laughs> His balls hanging out. You couldn't see that bit, but he's like, ah, stretching on a settee. And this Sal's going, Oh my God, I can't believe you're putting your ass on my settee. And then they get his toothbrush and go, Right, we're going to clean the toilet. And oh, you know, he was going mad. <laughs> And then what they did, they tied him up on like kind of a, a barrow, sack barrow, took him into a church, and one of the other guys, those friends, was marrying his sister. Oh, he was going mad. He had like all his mouth taped up. His mum and dad was sitting there. The whole church and all the audience was in on the prank. And he's going, you're not marrying my sister. Yeah, absolute joke. I think it's absolute jokers. But anyway, I'm waffling on, waffling on. Humour, humour. Is it still around? Has it gone? Has it been misformed, whatever the word is? You know, do you still joke? Do you joke with your family, your children? Are you um, 
you're a bit like myself. If it's the timing, if there's a situation, and uh, you know, do you come out with quick wits straight away? And it's the thing because being known for it, um, sometimes people watch how they behave around you or what they say around you because they're frightened that you're going to say something, you know. Um, but it's not in malice. It's not in malice. Anyway, have a fantastic day or evening wherever you are in the world and uh, get a joke book or listen to some jokes or watch a comedy film or something like that. Just, I think the world needs it right now. I really do. I really, really do. Uh, Humour's great. And if you can do it with a whole bunch of people, brilliant. All right. Take care, guys. See you real soon.